Thank you for tuning in to the Vision Guided Life. Does America have an anti-Semitic problem? Stay tuned. The question is, does America have an anti-Semitic problem? October 7th, 2023 is a day that will live in infamy, where innocent men, women, children, grandmothers, grandfathers were barbarically attacked by a terrorist group, Hamas. And since that point till now has set the Middle East in a powder keg, potentially. But the question is, is America as it stands, does America suffer from an anti-Semitic problem? It was alarming after October 7th to see the reaction across the globe that it revealed that there's a deep-seated hatred towards the Jewish people. And it, it borderlines on pathological. In fact, what people have deemed an ethos or a natural ideological leaning is actually pathological. And we see that this problem is not isolated to the Middle East. It's prevalent in our society here in America and the West. Our academic institutions showed they have a major problem with young people taking on the side of the terrorists and conflating it with the uh, plight of the Palestinians, which it's a very painful history that goes on uh, since the 60s. And there's really no simple solution to the issues that plague that region of the world. So we have to have empathy and sensitivity to the issues that are taking place in that part of the world. But that being said, historically, the land of Israel is a land that belongs to the Jewish people that goes thousands of years ago. And there are a series of things that happen as in terms of war in terms of people that uh, besieged Israel, took them captive down through the centuries, in millennia actually. And you can see when the Jews were taken captive into Babylon. But the deep-seated issue that arises is anti-Semitic views that people have and they, they harbor in their hearts towards the Jewish people. It's very disturbing, alarming, and actually puzzling. It's interesting, in the month of August, this is a plug for Sight and Sound uh, Productions. They put on plays in their studios, in this case, in Branson. I went to watch that play on Esther. And central to that story is redemption that God saved the Jewish people from annihilation. Uh, 
And that seems to be the disturbing question that keeps coming up. That is not even about coexisting with people you disagree with. It seems to be a tendency to lean towards annihilation. There's this statement that has been chanted in the Middle East and resurfaced in our cities in America. It says that from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That statement is loaded. It's not a statement for the progress of the Palestinians. Embedded in that statement is the annihilation of the Jewish people. And this is a chant that went in parts of America. Take a look at these clips. A free Palestine from the river to the sea. Thank you for your time. Fear on campus as pro-Palestinian protesters storm a New York college. Then they pound on the doors, threatening 11 Jewish students who have sought sanctuary, locking themselves inside. They can see protesters waving wooden sticks and anti-Semitic posters at the library windows. So you can see that this is very disturbing. You have people that are, at the time of this taping, are uh, kidnapped, they're captives, hostages of the Hamas terrorist group, and people were ripping off these posters for people to be aware of those who have been kidnapped. They were actually ripping off the posters. And just imagine if that were your brother, your sister, your family member, your friend that was caught by the Hamas terrorist group during their siege. And they, you didn't know their whereabouts, you didn't know their condition, you didn't even know if they're still alive. And someone, through an emotional connection to the issue of the Middle East and taking sides, thinks that it's the right thing to rip up those posters. That's the lack of wisdom and understanding. You see, the Bible says in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, that knowledge shall increase. But isn't it interesting that knowledge increasing doesn't translate into wisdom. Knowledge increasing does not translate into wisdom. We don't have a deficit of knowledge in our day and age. We have a deficit of wisdom. People lack wisdom. So even though they accumulate a lot of knowledge, they get emotional wrapped up. They don't skillfully apply the knowledge that they have. In fact, we need to look back historically at Israel and that region of the world, going back millennia to understand the historicity of the Jewish people in that part, in that part of the world and all the tumults that transpired over centuries. And then it puts things in a better context. And so you will realize when you do that cursory study of the issues in the Middle East that the problems are very complicated. Except there's a divine intervention, things will never shape up in the affirmative. And so we need to pray for all the parties involved. Israel and its response to this crisis the hostages, we need to pray for 
the people in that region. We even need to pay for the Palestinians because God loves all people. You know, innocent people, unfortunately, are the casualties of war. And so we need to pray for that region that God would intervene and through it, his gospel message was spread around the world in that particular part of the world, I should say, so that the gospel will become real and alive, that people will come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But let me come back to the topic at hand. Is America suffering from an anti-Semitic problem? I have to sadly say that it's hard to conclude in the other way of saying no. That was will be my default answer prior to October 7th, 2023. But having seen what has transpired in those, even in Congress, members in Congress that have taken on a very demonic perspective on the issue and almost minimizing the plight of the Israel natives that were taken captive or killed, that like no concern whatsoever. But we ought to be very uh, sane, balanced, and focus on the truth from a historical point of view, from a spiritual point of view, and from, most importantly, a Bible-centered point of view. What is the role of a Christian? We're supposed to bring the kingdom of God, the gospel, to every creature. And in fact, the Bible says, when the gospel is preached, as a witness to all nations, then the end will come. So we have a very vital role to not be passive in the face of adversities, but to actually step up. And at this point, I will recommend you watch my video on tribulation. In fact, it's a multi-part series on tribulation. You will be blessed. The question that stands out in that series is, are we going to be taken away raptured before the Great Tribulation? <laughs> Take a look at that video series and you will gain some insights as we go through the scriptures. Not presumptions that we've had in the past, but going into scriptures. But in America, it's very disappointing to see that academia is plagued with an anti-Semitic problem. Look at what this professor said about what happened. In fact, he said he was exhilarated by what happened on October 7th. Hamas has shifted the balance of power. Hamas has punctured the illusion of invincibility. And in those first few hours, even as horrific acts were being carried out, many of which we would not learn about until later, it was exhilarating. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. It's hard to believe, but this person is an academician teaching young minds, you know, malleable minds, and crystallizing in them a very, what I call, demonic theology or ideology that will frame their way of thinking to be anti-Jewish people and minimize their, their suffering because it's against uh, a people group that they have aligned with. And I go back to what I said in the beginning. We ought to pray for that region on both sides, the Israeli side and the Palestinian side. But what we must not do is take our eyes 
off of the kingdom mandate of Jesus. Let's pray that the gospel will find inroads into a region of the world that is hostile to the things of God. Isn't it interesting that Jesus himself came to Israel because that was the promised people that God had given that land to. He came there and he first of all went to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But he says this gospel, the, the, the gospel of they gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. But notice it says, God so loved the world. That's Jews, Israel, that's Palestinians. He loves everyone the same. So that's the overarching message that we preach and should be preoccupied with. But we cannot also be ignorant of the devices of the devil using every outlet in academia, in media. The media also plays a role in the distorted views that people have today. Interestingly enough, even actor David Chappelle was accused of anti-Semitism because he rebuked or criticized the Israeli government for their actions against Hamas, saying that he was killing innocent men, women, and children and uh, turning off their water supply and electricity. And he also got into the fray, but it seems that the word proportionality keeps coming up. What is proportional? That's a very strange statement. Do you um, indicate that what was done to Israel, they should do the same thing to the enemies of Israel? I mean, an eye for an eye, is that what proportionality uh, is, or is it justice to stop once and for all this terrorist group so that in the future, maybe in the distant future, maybe in the nearby future, people can live in harmony and peace, relatively speaking. So the issue of proportionality doesn't make any sense. When you see the barbaric things that were done to the people in that border town near Gaza, the Israels that were tortured, killed, and the atrocities that are not human, it's inhumane, the things that were done, it's unbelievable. So what does proportionality mean? You measure what they did and do the same back? It doesn't even make any sense. What the world needs to do is look at eradicating this terrorist group, isolating this terrorist group. And what the Palestinians probably should do is not live and accommodate such a group. Flush these people and the, these ideologies out from among you so that they feel isolated and some of them will come to their senses and resist this deadly demonic ideology. That's what should be done. So it's both uh, the uh, Hamas, but it also speaks to accommodating such a people in your communities. If you accommodate it, it's going to fester. If you attack it at its root, it dies. So that's how you get rid of such an ideology. It's food for thought. It's interesting also that in the last, four years ago, when the Abraham Accord was set up that it seems we had relative peace 
in that region of the world for four years of the previous administration. But now things are just seem, seem to be set ablaze. And that's why we also need to pray for our government, for strong leadership, because weakness does provoke. It's provocative to the enemies. The enemies always look for weakness in our leadership and they will test it. So sometimes when they can't predict what you're going to do and you show strength, they don't want to test you. And so we need to pray for stronger leadership in this day and in this age. And I want to encourage pastors to speak up from a kingdom perspective on the issues of our day so that we can have some clarity as we go ahead. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Vision Guided Life. I trust that this short exhortation has blessed you. Remember, transformation takes place through identification with Christ. God bless you. Remember to like, subscribe, and click on the bell so you will never miss any episode from our channel. God bless you.